You are listening to the Blockchain Dialogues podcast. All views expressed on this show are for educational purposes only and not meant to be taken as financial advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blockchain Dialogues podcast with your hosts Krishna and Nikhil. In this podcast series, we analyze the various cutting-edge technologies and projects in the field of blockchains, distributed ledger technologies, and cryptocurrencies. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about an industry that is seen by many to be in natural synergy with a strong use case for blockchains. It is seen as a space where blockchain-based assets can solve a real problem for buyers and sellers in a market that largely remains centralized. We are of course talking about the 138 billion dollar industry of gaming. Blockchains and gaming are two industries seen by many as a match made in heaven. From being able to issue game-based assets as tokens on a blockchain, utilizing decentralized exchanges for buying and selling game-based assets, to producing new monetization models for game developers, blockchain technology is seen as an enabler in many different ways. So in this episode, we're going to be looking at gaming as an industry, explore how blockchain technology fits into the various use cases of gaming. and look at some of the prominent blockchain gaming projects that are in the works today so with that nikhil would you like to start off with a brief overview on blockchain and gaming sure okay, okay. so uh, like you very correctly pointed out uh, gaming and blockchain are uh, a great match uh, mainly because uh, gaming is is again another uh, area in software where Uh, you know the entire uh, thing is entirely digital so you have digital assets uh, you have a digital map you have the digital universe uh, your character is digital your entire experience is digital right so you uh, you get into world of warcraft or uh, counter strike or whatever game you're playing and uh, other than uh, you know uh, other than the computer where you are actually giving the commands the rest of it is entirely digital so this is a great uh, use case or this is a great fit for blockchains mainly because since these are digital this is an entirely digital space you could uh, conceivably fit uh, everything uh, all the assets everything and back it by a blockchain so right from the generation of the of the asset to the uh, you know uh, termination of the asset you can track it so your and everything in the universe is also inside the is digital so that can all be represented represented inside a blockchain so there's no kind of a, like the first mile problem that you usually get when you're dealing with uh, something like a supply chain business problem or something like that um so even in gaming uh, uh, the idea of uh, trading uh, digital assets is not new so that's one of the uh, things that uh, you know has been happening for a long time ever even when wow came out uh, there there was quickly actually a market for uh, you know of people who were willing to pay money for uh, uh, you know high level characters uh, extra gold etc and uh, wherever there is wherever there is a need there is something that uh, rises up to meet that need uh, in uh, we found you know that you know you could find in the early days uh, people from china and korea and everywhere uh, uh, running uh, 
playing World of Warcraft and doing all the repetitive tasks and doing the mining and everything and then selling all these assets that they have generated uh, online, right? So initially it used to be eBay, then uh, eBay basically uh, banned these kind of trades. So it became a little more gray market and uh, but but it is still going on right so you could you could uh, you could go and get uh, you could go and buy eve online avatars and stuff like that back in uh, in early days even back in 2014 you know right uh, the the digital asset use case for um, uh, blockchains or bitcoin to be able to address was quite clear and there were some uh, early uh, you know uh, efforts to uh, address this market and uh, some one notable one is hunter coin uh, which came from the team that actually built namecoin uh, which are as actually bitcoin clones and then uh, that team now currently recently has started a new new effort called zaya which has come out with a game called torian uh, then uh, when ethereum came out uh, obviously with its focus of being a developer platform where you could uh, do general purpose development the uh, the possibilities for uh, building games and uh, you know using uh, ethereum in games uh, was was much higher especially since the a larger uh, uh, developer community also rose up uh, that used ethereum and uh, this the uh, one of the you know poster childs for this particular uh, uh, the ethereum uh, efforts uh, is the cryptocurrency crypto kitties game and uh, how that became kind of like a huge sensation to the extent that you know uh, it kind of slowed down the network so uh, crypto kitties to put it, uh, put a little uh, uh, into what it is, uh, CryptoKitties is essentially a card. Uh, is is like a, uh, a digital token, uh, which which is represented, uh, which is a digital representation of a cat. So a cat picture essentially. It's not even a real cat picture. It's a cartoon of a cat. But the interesting thing is that you could uh, trade these tokens and you could basically breed them. So you could actually mix. You could have a male cat and a female cat, and then you know they would. You could uh, have them to uh, uh, mate with each other, and uh, it would uh, create a genetic uh, mutation or a genetic combination of the two tokens. And then there was a whole thing around, you know, coming up with new breeds of kittens with different uh, features and stuff like that. So uh, the interesting thing, basically, uh, around this is that uh, so Ethereum became big in that. Uh, on the, uh, on the gaming side itself, right? Um, so uh, initially, it used to be World of Warcraft and things like that, uh, and it used to be run by one co corporation, one the large corporation. And even today, I think if you look at it, ninety four percent of the revenue is made by a few large studios. Uh, but increasingly, you know, there have been platforms that are being built. So you have Steam, you have uh, the Xbox gaming platform and uh, other platforms uh, uh, that are uh, like Godot is another one, uh, which essentially uh, allow uh, indie gamers or uh, small time uh, individual developers to kind of build their own games, right? And uh, I think that you know this uh, that is also a 
effort and a uh, area uh, which blockchains can really help out with and uh, you know really bring in uh, opportunities for indie game uh, indie developers to build games that uh, can directly uh, earn a lot of revenue for them right yeah i think i think that's pretty uh, comprehensive i think uh, you know you covered a lot of good points about uh, games like crypto kitties and you know like for the first time basically people could collect something digitally which was completely unique and that is something you know that that's uh, that's uh, was like you said <laughs> very correctly said it was a sensation at one point uh, it, it moved to a point where it jammed the ethereum network so a lot of interesting things that that blockchain as a technology can bring into this uh, space uh, so so yeah i guess i'll just quickly go into the basic use cases that that blockchain can find in in the gaming ecosystem so the first one being uh, that of tokenization of in-game assets, which as of today, I guess it's it's a $50 billion industry in itself. So basically, blockchain can be used for verifiable scarcity of virtual objects or collectibles or items within a game. And, you know, like, you know, in gaming, there is a lot of itemization that happens. Uh, as in, you know, there are several items or collectibles that you can either earn as you play the game or buy them for a price. So to give some examples, if you take games like PUBG or Counter-Strike, you can purchase items known as skins, which can be used to enhance the way your player looks. This can be from you know a few dollars to a few thousands of dollars. And if you take games like World of Warcraft, like you know, they have many items that people can collect. It gives them value within the game. At the same time, you know, owning some of these items gives players a greater sense of immersion into the game. So one of the obvious goals here is to tokenize these in-game items and put them on the blockchain. For example, what a platform like EngineCoin uh, does is that it allows you to take assets from different games and put them all in one wallet, which could be the EngineCoin app on your phone. And then you can trade all of these assets from the same wallet with other gamers who want to buy and sell these items from different games. So that's sort of you know how tokenization of in-game assets can be done using blockchain. So tokenization, uh, KK, uh, that's, that's an interesting uh, use case also that is not possible t today without blockchain. So uh, like I said earlier, right, you know, you had this thing where uh, in the gray market you could uh, trade uh, digital assets. What uh, a lot of games actually did was that, you know, they actually started recognizing that mask market and created their own uh, internal digital marketplaces but the problem with that is essentially that you're tied to the game right so it is not possible for you to basically take a uh, world of warcraft sword and uh, then you know go to another game like say eve online and use that sword right so uh, it, it it became kind of like you know you spend a certain amount of money and that uh, if you you were either kicked out of the game by uh, if you didn't like it and you wanted to stop and you want to move to another game or even in worst case conditions you know there were cases where uh, the company itself kicks kicks out players because they did not uh, meet the rules or uh, they were cut them because of misconduct etc uh, but for whatever reason if you either kicked out or if you don't want to play anymore all the money and all the effort that you have put in is tied into that game blockchain basically provides you and especially engine provides you with a uh, with a way to actually deal with that right you can uh, uh, create uh, you can use since it's all a digital currency you can basically either sell 
those assets or liquidate those assets and then basically use that same coin and go to another game and buy assets there so you it's it's not like you know you're losing everything uh, or all your investment uh, as soon as you have to stop playing a game right i mean that that's a great point uh, you know like you said you know having an app like engine or or many other apps you know we're trying to do the same thing uh you know having avenue where you can actually collect the various items from different games and be able to trade you know with uh, somebody you know in the network and you know uh, exchange it for something from some other game and not be tied up in one ecosystem you know where you have put in your time money and effort <laughs> that that's actually a, a a pretty you know solid game changer and it sort of reminds me of something pretty similar even in the gift card industry you know like uh, it's like you know if you're stuck with a gift card of a specific retail store and then you know <laughs> you either shop for that much and if you don't really have you know anything to shop then uh, either you look for a third party you know place where you can some shady website where you can exchange that gift card and you know a lot of, it's, it's it's sort of similar to you know how you know trading of game based assets can work so so yeah i mean that that's a great point uh the second obvious use case is the fact that you know it's crypto based payment networks that are being established so just like any other industry allowing for payments to happen in crypto allows you to carry out transactions from anywhere around the globe without the need for payment processors banks etc many gamers also see incorporation of cryptocurrency earning as a greater incentive for them to play a game as it allows them to possibly earn crypto assets that they think will be of greater value in the future so that also is seen as one of the attractive features of games that offer cryptocurrency as an incentive over other things you know to play the third yeah. use case yeah, sorry go ahead so yeah so uh, actually there's a, there's one point that just quickly occurred to me uh, in that particular payment uh, the thing so when you when you start regarding uh, cryptocurrency assets uh, as assets that can appreciate there is one danger that we have uh, that i would like to point out Uh, which probably I think these uh, I'm sure these gaming companies are aware of and probably will try to uh, hopefully try to hedge against, and that is the uh, is the influx of a pure investor, right? So uh, gaming platforms and game games basically uh, uh, derive value and derive entertainment from actually playing the game, right? But if you have people who are just coming in just to buy. and speculate on the asset itself uh, you know ironically that might actually <laughs> slow down the game right and people they are not coming in to play the game at all and which ironically might even drive down the price right so your uh, it's 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 a that 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 particular idea while compelling is also a two edged uh, double edged sword that you should be careful about that's that's a very good point and you know like we have seen as a whole in in the crypto market you know in the last two years how volatile you know various cryptocurrencies can be and yeah. you know if if people enter this ecosystem with the pure motive of making money you know they could easily you know fluctuate the prices of various assets quite easily and that would be detrimental for you know the ecosystem as a whole right, right so right. yeah that, that that that's a that's a great point so and uh, uh, just to think so again like you said right uh people had entered uh, the cryptocurrency the thing so if you remember originally what uh, satoshi's vision was for bitcoin it was supposed to be cash right it was a uh, it was supposed to be a medium of exchange right purely because of its volatility and purely because of uh, you know this uh, influx of speculators 
it has actually now changed almost its entire function, right? People now think of it in terms of uh, as a as a gold, right? As a digital as a store of value. It's a digital asset that is, uh, and and the trading right. on it is ex- extremely slow or small. So that that is again, while that might still be uh, fine for bit Bitcoin because yeah, it is money. It is got that fu- function as well. Uh, I am not really uh, uh, sure that it, it would really work well in a in, in a game. True, that's that's a very valid point you make. Great. So uh, the third point is about you know uh, having new monetization models for game developers through this uh, usage of blockchain blockchain technology. So for example, uh, game developers can get a cut out of various trades that happen of assets. And you know that can actually be built into a smart contract itself. So that is something that currently is not possible. You know, like for example, if I were to get a game-based asset and if I was try- trying to sell it to somebody else, I could easily sell it without having to you know pay anything to the original game developer itself. But this sort of a thing can actually be built into smart contracts into you know uh, an ecosystem of let's say a platform like Engine. Uh, any any trade that happens of specific assets the the game developer itself can get a cut out of that so that that's that opens up an avenue for new kind of monetization models for developers the fourth uh, use case is the decentralized nature of the exchanges you know for trading these assets so right now like like you mentioned earlier there are many third party markets you know uh, that that allow gamers to go online and exchange game assets uh, and like you pointed out, they started off with eBay and then it moved to another sort of market, you know, which was sort of shady and kind of gray. So, you know, like you mentioned that they're not very reliable. So, you know, to give a little bit of history of game-based asset trading, you know, a few years back when players wanted to exchange, say, the skins from a game, such as Counter-Strike, you know, in the initial few years, uh, there was no real reliable way for players to exchange these assets at that time. So basically, you know, they would have to exchange them online directly with another stranger or, you know, he may or may not honor the payment. And like you said, you know, that that was a point where eBay started being used as a platform for selling these assets. And then uh, eBay had to shut it down. And then there were all these other kinds of websites, right? So uh, at that point of time, you know, there were these websites called Opskins and Bitskins uh, that became pretty popular for exchanging uh, game-based skins. So these third-party websites basically provided a means for players to exchange skins on a reliable platform and the platform basically took charge about 5 to 10% commission from the payment, right? So in the case of blockchain-based exchange, once you have all of these assets on a blockchain and you don't really require a middleman to exchange them among among each other, you could very reliably exchange these items, uh, you know, for much, much cheap. You know, you you don't really need to give that 5 or 10% commission to a middleman platform like Opskins or Bitskins. So, you know, that, that's that's another uh, important use case that the decentralized nature of exchange, you know, that, that uh, blockchain technology can bring into this ecosystem. And uh, the fifth one being, uh, you know, uh, the fact that a blockchain-based decentralized platform might just be better suited for certain kinds of games, you know, compared to the centralized platforms that exist today. So, for example, for uh, massively multiplayer online or MMO games, 
a truly decentralized network might just be better suited than an existing centralized network. So, for example, if you take a MMORPG game such as Torion, you can effectively create a truly decentralized autonomous network where you can compete for land, resources, reputation or something else. So for our viewers who don't know what MMORPG means, it st basically stands for Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. So unlike games which are currently run on centralized servers, with a game on a truly decentralized network, you can actually own these resources on the blockchain as long as you have access to your private keys. So this is another use case where blockchains enable a feature of online gaming that was simply not possible earlier. So I guess that's a basic overview of the various kinds of use cases that blockchain technology can enable for the gaming industry. Uh, with that, I think uh, I'll go into some of the uh, platforms and projects that are currently in the blockchain gaming uh, industry as of today. So to just take a few steps back and you know go into the history, you know it's been about four or five years now since Ethereum came into existence. And Ethereum was, like everyone knows, it was the first really popular dApps platform for, you know, projects to build on. So in these four or five years, there have been many projects that have focused on gaming. Most have been Ethereum based. Some of them have been on their own blockchains and some have been built on other platforms, including Bitcoin. So among all the projects that have focused on gaming, one of the more popular ones currently is EngineCoin, as, as we mentioned earlier. They have backed some major partnerships in in the gaming space, you know, the most notable one is with Samsung. And from what we know, Samsung's upcoming Galaxy S10 would include uh, Engine Wallet for games and Engine Coin would support games directly on the Samsung Galaxy Store. So we'll be taking a deeper look at what Engine Coin project is, what it does and how it works. Before that, let's just have a quick mention of some of the other projects in the space in the past few years. As I mentioned earlier, two very popular websites you know for trading character skins in the past uh, like i just mentioned it was opskins and bitskins so today you have uh, a project called wax tokens which stands for worldwide asset exchange and that was actually created by the ceo of opskins and i think you can currently even use your wax tokens on uh, opskins website right now uh, another one is game credits which was a project with its own proof of work blockchain uh, I'm not sure if it's, it's if the project itself is very active today. It's kind of you know 400 plus something on the coin market cap in terms of rating. Mobile Go uh, is another one. It they had a combined ICO on Ethereum as well as Waves, and uh, I guess you know they were being managed uh, by the same team as Game Credits, uh, but sometime later I guess they they split into two different projects. Uh, another one worth mentioning is uh, Revolution VR. Uh, this, which was actually previously known as Voxelis. Uh, you know, it's basically a project which is meant for creating virtual reality-based assets for VR and gaming ecosystem. And it, back then, you know, when it was uh, called Voxelis and it had its own blockchain, uh, the, the fuel on the the currency on the platform was Voxels. And uh, at some point, I guess they they rebranded themselves to uh, Revolution VR. And another one is called Decentraland. I guess it's kind of similar to Revolution VR. It is also Ethereum based, uh, but it's uh, I guess it, it's not just limited to gaming. It has something to do with, you know, uh, creating separate real estate in the virtual world. Uh, 
I guess Nikhil, can, can you can you shed some light on that? I guess you know more. About yeah, yeah, that. right. So, so this actually uh, decentralized uh, decentralized is interesting because uh, I, it it actually straddles that uh, fine line between you know games and uh, virtual reality, uh, virtual real estate. So it's kind of like uh, the cross between. Uh, it's it, in my in my opinion, decentralized is more like uh, Second Life than uh, and and Minecraft uh, than actually you know like an uh, MMORPG like uh, Torian. Uh, so uh, here the premise essentially is that you have this virtual space, which is owned by its users and uh, you can create things over there so they have a tool that allows you to build stuff uh, you can then explore that land and then basically earn money from your creation so if you create something that uh, i don't know maybe you can create a uh, virtual bar right and then you have customers come in and they'll pay you money for virtual beer uh, uh, it's it's a, it's it's that sort of thing right so it's it's uh, it's more uh, one life where you you kind of free to do what you want to do and uh, build uh, what you want to build and uh, earn money from that so uh, decentraline basically uh, has just provides it provides a map and the builder tool and all that and uh, you essentially pay them for uh, uh, you trade them the uh, token uh, tokens on their blockchain for uh, real estate so you you buy a certain piece of land and then you buy the supplies for it and then you build up whatever you need to build up so yeah great interesting so i guess yeah i mean a lot of different angles that different projects are taking you know in this uh, gaming and vr space it's it'll be interesting to see you know how it develops uh, so uh, yeah i mean i guess that that sort of uh, touches on the various projects uh, different projects that that are working in the space i'm sure there are more but we have you know i guess uh, we'll have to do a little bit more research to find out about them so one of the main ones uh, like we mentioned earlier is engine coin uh, engine coin you know if we, if we go a little bit deeper into it it's uh, an ethereum based decentralized cryptocurrency for gaming it is meant to create better game items and currencies using engine tokens and smart contracts. It is a project that had its ICO sometime in October 2017 and raised about 38,000 ETH, which at that time I think it was worth about uh, $12 million USD. Uh, so the engine token is really meant to enable game developers, you know, to issue and manage virtual in-game currencies, items, and also mint uh, non-fungible or collector's items. Engine.com actually currently claims to be the world's largest social gaming site, which also allows you to host your own Minecraft server. Uh, I, I would, Nikhil, would you like to add a little bit uh, information about you know what Minecraft and you know how, how what this goes back to? Right. So uh, Minecraft is a uh, is an interesting uh, idea. So it is uh, it is something that uh, is currently owned by Microsoft. Uh, the idea there essentially is that you have uh, this virtual world, kind of similar to Decentraland, but uh, more uh, gamey in the sense that it is, uh, you know, 16-bit uh, and uh, it's all. Uh, it it is pretty obviously it looks pretty obviously like a, a virtual game. Uh, and and uh, here the idea is that you you come in as a character. You have certain resources. You explore your map and you build things. You cut down trees and build. You have get wood and you build stuff. Uh, 
uh, and uh, essentially you create your own uh, you know you can uh, build whatever you want to build uh, people have done uh, really elaborate and intricate uh, things you know to the extent of you know uh, people have gone ahead and uh, uh, created uh, a virtual computer from first principles of computing within minecraft so there's a minecraft computer within the minecraft game which is running within your computer so uh, that that uh, it's it's a, it's a very interesting uh, thing there is no specific uh, as far as i'm aware there's no specific uh, uh, goal other than you know become this virtual space where people could could be used could use it and uh, they they uh, so so you can run this either locally in your machine or you can run you can join a minecraft server in which case you become part of a larger world and that is where i think uh, engines uh, idea is where, where you can host your minecraft server so essentially what you can do is you can create your world and then put it on a server an engine and then invite all your friends or uh, whatever the larger community to come and explore it and check it out and all that makes sense so i mean that that same minecraft in itself it has a very very large community right so i guess Absolutely. That, that really... it's one of those cult <laughs> popular games so uh, it's a, it's a it's a very i would say that you know even before the engine cryptocurrency the fact that they they have this dot com site means that they have mm-hmm. a pretty large captive audience to which they launch their cryptocurrency right great yeah so uh, to just take a little bit closer look into uh, how engine coin platform works and you know what it provides to game developers uh, let's just go one by one you know into its various features so step 1 of the engine coin cycle or structure for developers starts off with what they call acquisition acquisition refers to the very first step you know that is the game developer buying some engine coins the developer would basically need the engine coins to do almost anything within the ecosystem so it's basically like a fuel for the whole ecosystem uh step 2 is what they call minting which is nothing but uh, the game developer creating in game tokens items in game currencies and tying them with a specific value of engine coin so for example if the game developer created an in game asset uh, such as some gold or silver coins or different guns or something else uh the developer basically spends a certain amount of engine coins to create it so this basically gives that asset an inherent value in terms of engine coins when that asset is traded in a market the value of the asset may be totally different based on the popularity of the asset its demand or you know other factors or its popularity within you know within a community or whatever but when the developer mints a certain asset he spends a certain amount of engine coins from his wallet you know which gives that asset its most core inherent value so it is basically the amount that you know the game developer is spending to create that asset so that 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 is basically you know the the step of minting uh, a specific asset for any game the third step is gaming itself so obviously in this step players acquire the in game tokens assets and use them within the game quite simple and straightforward right <laughs> uh step 4 is trading uh so basically either when players are playing the game and they require to purchase an in-game asset or uh, trade an asset with another player uh, they can trade whatever they have with other players using the engine wallet and step 5 is what they call melting uh, this is nothing but 
So let's say if a player does not want an asset, he or she can simply melt it, which is sort of different from selling it on the market. So say you have a game asset that you think either would not be profitable to sell or you just want to destroy it for whatever reason. Uh, instead of selling it, you can simply melt it. So when you melt an asset or a game token, what happens is that you you remember in step two of minting, there is an inherent value of engine coins, you know, tied by the game developer to, to create that asset. Basically, when you melt the asset, what would happen is that the asset would get destroyed and whatever engine coins it was tied to, 50% of that would go to the player and 50% of it would be returned to the game developer. So this melting, it is actually perceived as something rare that would happen because generally it would just be profitable for the player to sell the asset in the open market versus melting and destroying it. So one way to look at it is that in a specific way, it, it gives an incentive for the game developers also to create game assets that are actually meaningful, that players would want to own and they would want to trade so that they don't end up melting them, you know, for their inherent value. So that sort of covers, you know, uh, what melting is. Um, so actually, this this is a good point in the sense that uh, this is a great way to kind of build a platform that allows people to move between games. Remember, I told earlier that, you know, you kind of get locked into a particular game. Uh, so the in this particular case this is the, this is a good way to basically say okay fine you are done with the game and you really don't want to continue and you want to get into another game uh, here you have the option of melting and you know destroying all your uh, the thing in in exchange for uh, a certain amount of your initial investment so you're not actually losing everything uh, you, you still have enough, you, you can still make some uh, uh, money out of it, uh, you know, to recover some of your investment and then you can go on to the next game and then, you know, uh, invest it in that. So, uh, and, and like you very correctly pointed out, it also provides the game developer with an incentive to say, okay, fine, uh, I will not uh, take steps or do things that would uh, force my uh, or would uh, incentivize my players to leave me because then what I will be doing is I'll be losing a lot of the value that was been put into my game. Right. Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, that just reminds me, you know, I had heard this talk from one of the top projects, you know, in this space right now, and I, it's called the Waves platform. And, you know, they're also sort of looking into gaming. So I had just listened to this talk from, from their gaming guy. And, uh, you know, his advice for, after working with a lot of uh, people, game developers, you know, who are trying to get into the blockchain space of gaming, his advice was, you know, to actually not just jump in and, you know, tokenize everything. You know, that that's a common mistake that a lot of the game developers are doing, you know, like, uh, so the advice basically is to actually create meaningful assets, you know, uh, keep tokenization for non-fungible things mostly, you know, to begin with, where it really adds a value. So, uh, you know, like, so I guess, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's having a feature of, you know, melting, it gives an as it gives a incentive, you know, to the game developer also to create better assets rather than, you know, just, just create a bunch of them that nobody wants to own. So, right. so yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, I mean, that in a nutshell, it covers uh, the basics of what engine coin ecosystem is and, you know, uh, how it works for the game developers. Uh, Nikhil, do you want to explain the technical details, you know, of, of how the ecosystem works? 
Sure, sure. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get into a little dip depth on Engine. So if you look at Engine, basically they started out as a game company. It's a, it's a gaming platform company. And like uh, KK was pointing out, they have engine.com and they had built this uh, for uh, doing Minecraft. Uh, so you could you could host your Minecraft servers on the, the thing, uh, on that thing. And uh, basically, so they they went and uh, uh, they got uh, the funding in 2017 and they started building this particular uh, engine cryptocurrency. Uh, in addition to building the engine cryptocurrency, they've been very aggressively going after game platforms and partnering with them. So part of their roadmap, uh, essentially a lot of their roadmap is, uh, you know, uh, partnerships with uh, 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 game engines like Unity, Unreal, uh, with uh, Godot uh, and a whole bunch of other, uh, uh, you know SDKs and uh, building building software development kits in Node.js and PHP in all these programming languages. So the uh, intent essentially in these in all of these is basically what they what they want to do is uh, they want to actually build uh, these bridges to existing game engines and existing techno development technologies. To in order to enable developers to quickly get on board on on board into their platform and start building or leveraging the engine uh, cryptocurrency in the engine platform. So, if you look at the platform itself, uh, Engine Coin essentially is an ERC twenty token. So it's on Ethereum, and uh, it's it's basically uh, uh, a platform which will accept uh, you know uh, allow you to uh, buy. Uh, engine coins and then once you bought the engine coins you can then uh, write up your own uh, uh, rules as to how how many engine coins will map to what kind of asset and uh, create kind of non-fungible uh, tokens around uh, uh, what is the asset and the details of your asset in that particular game and then in, in turn basically wraps this around an API that you can call uh, using your private keys, uh, uh, your account details to uh, uh, to pull in, you know, the various assets into the game, and then you can use it in the game. Now, a couple of interesting things that they've done is they've they've uh, and it's it's uh, it's quite uh, uh, nice actually that they thought through all of that. Is that uh, they've realized that see, uh, Ethereum has limited bandwidth as as of now. Uh, they they anticipate that okay fine in the future uh, you know with uh, uh, ethereum 2.0 and all the scaling that is planning to happen maybe that would no longer be a challenge but what uh, what they're doing over here is they created this idea of a trusted server and a trusted api now the decentralization purists will basically go against this and they say okay fine here's here's an instance of okay now i have to trust the engine engine company right uh, but what the, what is actually happening there is that the trusted API, the trusted thing, is more more of can, can be considered more of a caching mechanism. It's a way for uh, basically the game engine and the game players to quickly get their responses uh, while the actual settlement is happening in the back, right? So when you go and trade. Uh, uh, so, so uh, before before I get into the trading part, one one other key piece to this essentially is the engine wallet, right? Uh, 
So the engine wallet is a multi-currency wallet. It is a, it is available on mobile right now. So you have a mobile uh, iOS and Android uh, app that does the engine wallet. And uh, it actually supports Bit Bitcoin, Ethereum, a bunch of the ERC20 tokens along with engine coin. And uh, this is really key because this is your private key. So this is anytime there is any particular transaction in your game where you are actually exchanging or trading or doing whatever kind of uh, uh, financial activity, uh, you need to use this wallet to uh, authorize that particular transaction, right? And this particular wallet is connected to the engine, uh, to the Ethereum blockchain uh, version uh, uh, backend. And uh, that's basically when you do the transaction, that is basically what is sent for uh, to the Ethereum blockchain for mining. Now, while that is happening, uh, what the trusted API and the trusted server does basically is that it actually creates a placeholder token uh, or a placeholder transaction that uh, represents your actual transaction and uh, sends it back so that you can continue playing your game as if that particular transaction has happened and then that would basically transparently get updated in the background as soon as the transaction is mined or settled on the ethereum black backend now admittedly this is not completely ideal because obviously there will be a delay between uh, it, the, the length of time that this placeholder remains the longer the placeholder remains the greater the chance that there may be some uh, uh, what do you call it uh, it's, it's, there there's may, may be more some uh, some chance for you to do some mischief uh, the hope essentially is that uh, as ethereum scales and as the speed increases and the throughput in increases uh, this would no longer be necessary right uh, the the uh, the time taken for uh, the settlement would, would be so quick that the uh, placeholder would no longer be no, no longer be necessary but that is uh, the reality is it's is there right now and it's a, it's a, it's a it's a challenge but uh, I, I appreciate the fact that they've gone and done that trade off in the interest of games uh, of the game progressing faster now uh, you again you could go back and you know argue about uh, crypto is not needing it but then the counter argument to that is crypto is was not a type of game that required uh, real-time updates so if you're doing something like a world of warcraft or a, a torion or some or some kind of real play a real role-playing game uh, where you had uh, you know real-time updates required or this performance is an Im important concern uh, this kind of uh, mechanism is very important so this this allows engine to be uh, to support those kind of games where you don't need that uh, where you do need that performance and uh, as well as if you look at crypto grid kitties we all know what happened actually with crypto kitties it, it kind of stopped uh, it jammed ethereum and slowed it down to the extent that it was no longer tenable and uh, uh, obviously that is because it was directly tied into the ethereum uh, blockchain directly and every transaction required settlement this way even though it's a little more complicated and there is a little more uh, centralization i think it's a fair trade-off
now so so that's pretty much mostly what uh, uh, i wanted to i have understood about a engine so far uh, the obviously the la- the latest news is essentially that they've uh, tied up with uh, samsung so it's part of their samsung uh, s10 uh, wallet uh, keystore uh, so uh, engine coin is available on the samsung s10 keystore uh, is is basically the rumor uh, it's uh, they're not they've not detailed out exactly what their partnership is so other than the fact that they have a partnership and this has driven their price a huge deal and the reason why is because uh, samsung is like the one of the largest mobile phone players out there and uh, if they have actually if they are bringing engine coin as a default app or a uh, or, or one of the uh, initial participants in their secure uh, key store. Uh, this actually allows uh, Engine Coin to really uh, target a very large audience. So, and uh, it allows also uh, the Engine Coin wallet to become much more uh, secure and safe uh, than most of the software. Uh, crypto wallets that are out there great so i think that covers uh, engine coin and you know it's working pretty much in detail uh, as a final segment uh, nikhil do you want to wrap up with your views on where blockchain tech today is uh, uh, as a whole you know with uh, with respect to the gaming industry and you know what you see as a path forward sure so uh, like we were just discussing uh, the blockchain tech uh, is still in what I would call uh, a level one uh, state and it needs to progress and scale further for a lot of the gaming situations. So having said that, there are a lot of games, uh, large, that, that are uh, even today, even with the speed that uh, blockchain has right now, are still feasible. And, uh, you know, games like CryptoKitties, most of the card games that you have over there, uh, board games these would these would still be okay to run with a few seconds of uh, delay uh, and and uh, you know you don't have to be actually completely real time uh, so so there are uh, games that can uh, leverage that but the pa- what really excites me is basically uh, to go back to earlier when I talked about uh, gaming is a completely digital activity or a digital experience and the fact that uh, blockchain also is a digital experience this actually brings in uh, i i i believe that you know the blockchain and cryptocurrencies bring in a one of the few missing pieces in that digital experience for uh you know, for games and you know it allows you to actually then now have a uh, self-contained experience and uh, I think this is very powerful there are two aspects to this obviously one is that uh, so the uh, from the players perspective uh, blockchain basically gives them an opportunity and blockchain technologies give them an opportunity uh, to actually build or work with games that are not completely closed and uh, uh, also gives them a way to vote with their feet, right? So they can basically have a way to go and spend some time in a game 
and if they are removed or if they are if they are not interested in continuing they don't actually have to walk away mm-hmm. from everything right they they can actually uh, uh recover some of their investment uh from the uh, gaming company perspective i think one of the larger uh, uh, advantages of this is basically a you get a uh, you pretty get much get a larger audience right you can now potentially uh, look at uh, a, this as a common platform and b uh, this, this particular platform basically now gives you a very very reliable and very very resilient uh, medium in which to deploy a game right so what do i mean by that really if you have a multi uh, a completely immersive digital experience and you want to actually deploy it to uh, you know a large number of users uh, today maybe blockchain tech does not uh, support that but assuming we realize the vision of blockchain and you have this uh, uh, this thing where you have very scalable and uh, very powerful systems uh, in a decentralized manner decentralized manner games can be then deployed in a uh, without having to worry about centralized servers at all right so if a server goes down does not mean that uh, your players no longer have are kicked out or no longer are able to play the game they can just still continue to play with uh, uh, you know some kind of uh, restrictions maybe some of the players are not available online or maybe the uh, speed of the uh, gameplay is not as fast as it used to be with the whole network but as long as some part of the network is still up it is still possible to play the game and that resiliency is very hard to achieve uh, when you are one company or one small company especially uh it it requires uh, you know like uh, an order of magnitude of scale uh which means that you have to have that kind of investment and uh, this particular blockchain basically give an opportunity for small you know, indie game developers who don't have those kind of resources to conceive of and deploy games at that level so 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 that is basically what is exciting uh, in terms of the future for blockchain and gaming in my opinion all right folks that concludes our podcast we hope that you found this episode on blockchains and gaming useful you can learn more about us on bcdialogues.com thanks again for joining see you next time